The Sabres can enter a playoff spot tonight. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. It's a game night, and it is the last game night for a while. The last game night in 11 days. The Sabres will have 10 days off following their meeting with the Carolina Hurricanes on Wednesday night, 7.30 puck drop. It is a TNT game, uh, and it will be at KeyBank Center for also their first game at KeyBank Center in a long time. Since Ryan Miller night, right? Uh, I should have the schedule in front of me, but they're off for 10 days. Calgary in town uh, the next time they are home. So just a home game kind of sandwiched in between two breaks here. A road trip and then an all-star break combined with a uh, bye week for the Sabres. And then we'll talk some all-star game a little bit later on. But on today's show, a look at the Carolina Hurricanes, what their roster is looking like for this game, their lineup, and my thoughts on them overall as a team, some stark numbers about how good Carolina really is this season. They are a juggernaut. So talk about that. And then my three sneaky good bets of the night, uh, courtesy of FanDuels. That is all ahead here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. And before we get into any of that, let's look at the hunt. We're going to start with the hunt today. The Sabres, do not get help on the out-of-town scoreboard on Tuesday night. We were really not expecting them to get help on Tuesday night, but the Columbus Blue Jackets did take Washington to overtime, but they lose pretty early on in overtime. A, a great wrist shot by Evgeny Kuznetsov over the shoulder of Jonas Corposalo, and Washington wins in overtime 4-3. to three. That game, though, I mean, I turned it off in the second period. Columbus is the worst team in the Eastern Conference. I wasn't all that hopeful in the first place, the Sabres would get help from CBJ. But they were down 3-1. They roared back. They tied the game with only a couple of minutes to play. I turned it on when it got to 3-3. And man, Columbus came really close right at the end. Patrick Laine had an opportunity with seconds left that hit the outside of the post. There was another shot uh, just before that where um, Lindgren, the Capitals goaltender, made the save with his shoulder. Puck went up in the air, landed behind him, and the the Blue Jackets forward got to the puck first, but he had to spin to get the shot off. And because of that time it took him to spin, the Capitals defenseman was able to get in there and turn it away. So nearly got a result from the Blue Jackets on Tuesday night, but then overtime started and it was not even close. Washington wins it in the three-on-three period, which means the Capitals are now four points ahead of the Sabres in the standings. But... They have played four more games than Buffalo has. So two and two in your games uh, in your games in hand, and you are tied in the standings with Washington. By the way, I got to apologize. I, I bad job by me, completely omitting this, but I had forgotten that the NHL had changed the tiebreaker system in the Eastern in both conferences. I have been saying, I think for a little bit here, ROW as the first tiebreaker, regulation and overtime wins for the playoffs. It's not. It's RW. It's just regulation wins is the number one tiebreaker, not 
uh, row. We're at RW here. Sorry, long time. First time, long time in a playoff race. But regulation wins is the first tiebreaker. The Sabres right now sit with 19. Pittsburgh sits with 20. And the Capitals sit with 21. So four points behind the Capitals for a playoff spot. But with a win against the Hurricanes on Wednesday night, the Sabres will be in a playoff spot. They are one point behind the Penguins. Same amount of games played. So after Wednesday, Pittsburgh on their bye week through the All-Star break, the Sabres will have a little bit here, about a week or so, where they could be in a playoff spot. Sure, Penguins will have a game in hand, but the Sabres could be one point up on the Penguins with a win on Wednesday night. And they would be in a spot if uh, if you pull up the standings and look at it. And by points percentage, sure, they wouldn't be above Pittsburgh, but they would be above Washington. So those are the stakes in the uh, the short-term look at the playoff race. The Sabres in this game against the Capitals will have Uka Pekalukinen in goal. He will get the start. Good, uh, smart decision. I think he is their number one goaltender when everybody is healthy, and Don Granado has been treating it as such. When it comes to Tage Thompson, Dylan Cousins, and Matias Samuelson, we are still waiting on official word from him, but the – it does appear as though uh, they are going to play. In fact, actually, I'm looking right now on Twitter, and there is a very recent update from Don Granado that Thompson, Cousins, and Samuelson are going to play. So a full, healthy squad for the Sabres. That, by the way, has been something that's gone a little bit under the radar. This has been a very healthy season for Buffalo. I mean, they lost Matias Samuelson for those couple of weeks, and that, that stung in a big way. They missed Owen Power for a couple of games in the middle there. Um. But other than that, they've been very healthy. Comrie too, but like they've been healthy all year long, and that has gone in. A, I think that's been a big, uh, big boost for them in the standings and in this season. So Lukanen in goal, Thompson in, Cousins in, and Samuelson in. And before we take a timeout and we get to the Hurricanes, I just want to follow up on a trade idea that I talked about on yesterday's show. And it pertains to Vancouver Canucks goaltender Thatcher Demko, who Elliot Friedman has talked both on his 32 Thoughts podcast and also in his 32 Thoughts article about the Sabres and being a team that makes sense for Demko. Friedman believes that Demko is on the trade market, that the the Canucks are very willing and able to move him. Uh, And he listed a couple of different teams that would make sense, one of which was Buffalo, Pittsburgh was another one, but he did list the Sabres. My follow-up on Demko. It's, it's, it's a defense. It's a defense of why I like the idea. But for clarification's sake, again, this is not an idea I like for this season. To me, I don't need to see it this season. In season. The Sabres goalie combo that they presently have, I think works. And I think will get them through the rest of the year and could get them into the playoffs. Ukapekalukinen has been very good. Goal save above expected. He is now 20th in the NHL. He's only risen a couple of spots. And Craig Anderson is one spot ahead of him at 19th. Anderson's save percentage a lot better than Lukanen's, but advanced numbers are right there. Both pretty good this year. I think Anderson is giving them enough in, in the role he currently is in, playing a game or two a week, and Lukanen getting a bigger workload with Comrie mixed in to give him a little bit of rest. I feel like their goalie combination is working. So one, I would not expect the Sabres to make a move like this in season. And two, I don't even think I would want, I don't see the need for them to do it in season. When I talk about the Demko idea, and when I like the Demko idea, because I do like the Demko idea, it's always in reference to the summer. 
I think this is more of a move that makes sense for the Sabres in the summer. Anderson will get them through this year. In fact, I want to give Demko a little bit of a break because Vancouver is so bad that it's probably going to be tough for any goaltender to go there and put up good numbers. But his numbers are horrific this year. Anderson's been better. Again, the excuse built in for Demko, Anderson has been a better goaltender this season. But is this the Thatcher Demko you should expect year to year? Because last year he was one of the best, you know, he was an above average starter in the NHL. uh, And the year before that, he was a top 10 goaltender in the NHL. So the previous two years, great starter. Um, This year, not so much. How much of that is Vancouver? Anderson is 41 years old. I mean, you just can't expect this every year going forward from him. After this season is over, whether they make the playoffs or not, in the summer, I love the idea of the Sabres trading for Thatcher Demko. And if you heard my reasoning on yesterday's show, part of it is a, just such a non-guarantee that Devin Levi is going to show up and be a capable starting NHL goaltender right away, or even someone that is capable of being the 1B to Ukapekalukkanen's 1A, which is the goalie system I want to see for the Sabres. The days of a clear-cut number one and a clear-cut number two are pretty much over. You need to have very specific circumstances to get that. It's very rare. I always mention Winnipeg is one of these teams, but Connor Hellebuck. Beyond Hellebuck, There really isn't another guy like that in the league. Shesterkin, I guess, for the Rangers is another one. But there are not many. You got to have two good goaltenders. One could be better than the other, but you got to have two guys that are capable. And the Sabres for a long time have not had two guys that are capable. It's what's helping them right now is they do have two guys that are capable. Levi, you can't trust to, to show up right away. And it's nothing to do with him. It has nothing to do with his development. It is a simple fact of the National Hockey League, that 24-year-old or younger goaltenders don't often play significant roles. And the reason I throw out the number 24 is Thatcher Demko, who is on a three-year contract after this season. He'll have three more years on his deal at $5 million. He is under contract until Devin Levi turns 24 years old. So Demko would take you to Levi's 24-year-old season. In the last 10 years in the National Hockey League, there have been only 10 goaltenders that have played at least half of their team's games at 24 years old or younger. That's it. One per year out of 32. Now 32. It used to be 31 and before that 30. 10 goalies in 10 years. Hellebuck is one guy that's done it. John Gibson is another. Carter Hart. I think I saw um, one of the Masons on that list. Steve Mason, I think, goes a little bit further back. But it's just not probable. It doesn't happen often at all. And very often when it does happen, we are talking about the elites of the elite. And if Levi becomes that, they'll figure it out. He'll show up and they'll do something with it. But... That's just a stat for you to kind of back up my point that you can't count on Devin Levi in the next couple of years. You can hope, but you can't count on it because 10 goalies in 10 years have played half their team's games, which is, I guess, a a starter or above. Um, I'm not thinking that it's likely he's going to show up next year or the year after, maybe the year after that. But it's again, it's incredibly rare that goalies develop that quickly. 
Demko gets you through it. Demko is your bridge goalie. Demko can be the guy that splits time 50-50 with Uka Pekalukinen, and you go the next three years on a contending team because this team is a contending team for the next three years. They're a playoff contending team now. Hopefully they get to a Stanley Cup contending team, and you would have two goalies that you can trust. And I'm going to say I could trust Demko despite uh, his really bad numbers this year. All right, we'll take a timeout here when we come back. What's going on with Carolina? They are the Sabres' opponent for Wednesday night, and it is a tough opponent for the Sabres on Wednesday night. And then we'll get to my sneaky good bets. All that ahead here in the Lockdown Sabres podcast. When we get to my sneaky good bets, our odds will be courtesy of FanDuel Sportsbook. We are really excited about our new sports betting partner for Lockdown because they are the number one sportsbook in America FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features. They make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything. The money line. I love the prop bet section of FanDuel, whether I'm looking at passing props like Patrick Mahomes for the Super Bowl, or I'm looking at Jalen Hurts, of course, Miles Sanders, anytime touchdown score. Just kind of gave away one of my picks for the Super Bowl. You get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. Sometimes. You know, I'm a streamer. I'm a cord cutter. I don't have cable anymore. So, internet, buffering, it takes, there's like a 5 to 10 second delay often between when I see the game and a play versus when someone on cable sees a play. Sometimes I get paid out from FanDuel before I even see the play. Sometimes I have to put my phone down because I don't want, oh, you just got $5 credit. No, no, I don't want to know that this happened yet. That's how quick FanDuel is with their payouts. Join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the National Football League. Sneaky Joe DiBiase back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Sabres face off with the Carolina Hurricanes on Wednesday night, and the Carolina Hurricanes are one of the best teams in hockey. A 33-9-8 record for 74 points in 50 games. They are first place in the Metropolitan Division, six points clear of second place New Jersey. They have a plus 33 goal differential. They are riding a six-game win streak. One of those wins in that six-game win streak features a dominant victory over the first place Boston Bruins. The Hurricanes in the advanced stats are good, great, Stanley Cup good, historically good. This the Hurricanes by expected goals for percentage at 5 on 5 are at a 59.91% rate. 59.91%. For comparison, second place in expected goals for percentage is the New Jersey Devils. And the New Jersey Devils are at 55.13%. And that 4.78% difference, if you're following me here, the Hurricanes are 4.78% better than second place New Jersey. 4.8% below New Jersey are the Sabres at 19th in the NHL and expected goals for. So essentially, in the in that one number, expected goals for, the Hurricanes are, the difference between the Hurricanes and second best 
is the same difference between second best and 19th. That's how much better they are than the rest of these teams when it comes to possession, when it comes to scoring chances, shot share. They are incredible. They are arguably, I would not make this case into my power rankings the other day, and I had Boston number one, but I will listen to an argument that Carolina is the best team in hockey, and I would not be surprised at all if they won the Stanley Cup at all. They are in that territory. Now, Carolina is a tough opponent, but the Sabres are at home, and Carolina are riding a tough stretch here of three games in four nights, including a game they played last night against the Los Angeles Kings. In fact, a game that they not only played, but they played into extra time. They went to overtime with the Los Angeles Kings. The Kings actually were up 4-1 to in that game. Carolina roared back, tied the game at 4-4, and then won it in overtime. Uh, Sebastian Ajo with the winner to win it 5-4. to So, three games in four nights, they played last night. Good news on the Sabres front. I might expect coming into this game that the Hurricanes control the early part of the game while they still have their legs and the Sabres being as young as they are. As Carolina's energy levels start to deplete a little bit, the Sabres will kind of still plateau while Carolina drops down a little bit and then the Sabres will start to dominate the play later in the game. So to me, if the Sabres can withstand the early pressure that Carolina is going to provide because they are that good, They can withstand that, that I could see the Sabres taking over this game a little bit later on. Freddie Anderson played last night for the Hurricanes. Um, They have a very, they have a three goalie system. I don't really know. I've been keeping close enough attention to know whether or not that is injury related, uh, that they're playing three guys, or if they're just going with the rotation. But right now on their active roster, it's just Freddie Anderson and Antti Ranta. Anderson played last night. Ranta will be the Hurricanes goaltender in this game. Uh, So not quite a backup because Carolina is one of those teams that really they split it 50-50, or as I just said, they split it 33-33-33 with Peter Kochek or Kochkov of – who's I think in their farm system. He's actually started the most games for them, 18, and he has the best numbers at a 9-13 save percentage. But of their three goaltenders, I'm hoping it's Ranta, by the way. This isn't official yet, but Anderson playing last night, I'm guessing it's Ranta. Ranta of the three goaltenders has been the worst this season. Uh, Kochkov has a 913 save percentage, Anderson a 903, and then Ranta an 897. Only a 35% quality start percentage. The other two are at 53% and 55%. So hoping it's Ranta. I'm guessing it is Ranta, so the Sabres will get the lesser of the three goaltenders for Carolina. So good news on that front. Good news on the amount of games they've played. If there is ever a time to get Carolina and to beat them, This is the night for it. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. Three sneaky good bets that is on the way. My betting preview of Hurricanes and Sabres when we come back here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. We are brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and the calories, and you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays. My goal is to eat a little healthier this year. I did a food challenge in January that it was a 30-day challenge, and Today is February 1st. Today is my first day. I'm, I'm still trying to eat healthy. You know, I'm not trying to go completely off the rails. But, you know, your first day after a health challenge like that or like a food kick like that, you want to get something sweet, right? You want to have something good. The first thing I ate, the first thing I ate when, I, when I'm finally freed up to eat anything I want, I had a built Bar. 
I had a cookie dough built bar for breakfast this morning because they are that good. Don't worry. I went a little bit more off the rails uh, in terms of health for, uh, for lunch. And I probably will for dinner too. Just one day. I'm going to get back on the, on the, on the train tomorrow. Um, but the first thing I ate was a cookie dough built bar. They got real pieces of cookie dough, by the way, right in them. They're hundred percent covered in chocolate and they taste great. All their bars actually are 100% covered in real chocolate. Other great flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut, almond. You gotta try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. They're so delicious. You will not think that they are good for you. And I'm not sure how Built does it. These bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now, don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built bars at Built.com. But now, Get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section. Grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four box of my cookie dough uh, favorite or cookies and cream, double chocolate. Or if you're close to a Sam's Club, run in. Grab a 13-bar box. Flavors like brownie batter, churro. You can thank me later. Check them out. BuiltBar.com, Walmart, or Sam's Club. Built Bar. Welcome back to the Lockdown Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase kicking myself i i'm not gonna lie i got my three sneaky good bets coming up in a second and i've lost a little bit of confidence i did oh just such i was doing so well i don't edit by the way just a little bit of peek behind the curtain i try not to ever edit i try to do some one take uh always i was rolling on that built bar read and just i petered out right at the end and oh it's, it's really it shattered my confidence uh, so we'll see how it goes i would still take my betting advice in this game but again, all right, three sneaky good bets of the night. FanDuel Sportsbook, check them out. Got all the odds up there at FanDuel. All our odds are courtesy, by the way, of FanDuel Sportsbook. And if we look at FanDuel, the Sabres in this game, not a big surprise, are an underdog. Surprisingly, though, not a very big underdog. Plus 118 on the money line is not all that much. Uh, Carolina minus 142 on the money line. So, again, if you're not familiar with betting, uh, minus 142 for Carolina. You'd have to bet 142 to win 100. The Sabres plus 118. If you bet 100, you would win 118. Over under 6.5 in this game with the juice on the over at minus 130. And then the puck line in this game, uh, Buffalo plus a goal and a half at minus 210. Hurricanes at plus 168 at minus a goal and a half. My first sneaky good bet of the night. I am going under 6.5 goals at plus 106 in this game. This is a bit of a, of a, of a deep pull for this stat, but six straight Hurricane Sabre games after a Carolina win have gone over. I don't know if you want to read anything into that, but it's a trend. Six straight Buffalo Carolina games after a Hurricanes win have gone over. Six and a half goals tonight. Uh, I am going with the under. By the way, I should have explained there why I'm going under when the trend is over. I, I think that's going to even out. I think we're going to come back down to earth. The law of averages on that, I think it's going to come back down, and I'm going to take the under and get some plus odds. The Sabres are plus a goal and a half on the puck line. I am going with that bet. I very rarely will go with such a favored bet. I don't usually like bets that give you such a, a not great odds. Minus 210, you're betting 210 to win 100 or 21 to win 10. Uh, if you're, you know, just for another uh, example there. A home team 
has covered in seven straight in this matchup. And I like the Sabres in this game for all the reasons I talked about in the last segment. For Carolina playing three and four nights, they're playing their lesser goaltender in this game. Uh, they played last night as well. I, I got the Sabres plus a goal and a half at minus 210. Either win the game or lose by one. And finally, my third sneaky good bet of the night. Alex Tuck over half assists. Over half an assist for Alex Tuck. And that is at plus 122. Tuck has an assist in four of his last five games. And he is getting that plus 122. So you bet 100 to win 122. Going with the trend here. Going with Alex Tuck. He gets a lot of assists. He's a great playmaker. He's playing with two goal scorers, Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner. And I'm going to say he sticks with it for the last five. I think it's going to be five of the last six. And I got Tuck. Over an ass, uh, half an assist uh, at plus 122. So that's bet number one. That's Sabres plus a goal and a half at minus 210. Bet number two and under six and a half goals as bet number three. All right. Sneaky good bets. Thanks everybody for listening to today's show. Enjoy Sabres and Hurricanes. And we'll talk about some uh, some all-star related stuff on our next couple of shows. As we have all-star weekend coming your way uh, on uh, on the weekend Maybe two. Let's see if we could squeak in a, a prospects update. What's going on on Rochester with Yuri Kulik and Isaac Rosine. Um, of course, in Europe as well. So I'll see if we can get a prospects guest on uh, the show because I'd love to talk about some of those guys. But anyways, all-star stuff coming your way. A recap of Sabres and Hurricanes. And uh, we hope you come back for tomorrow's episode. So thanks, everybody, for listening to the Locked on Sabres podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Sneaky Joe Sports. You can follow the podcast account at Locked on Sabres. And on our YouTube channel, just search Locked on Sabres. You can find us right there on YouTube. Drop a comment or a question in uh, the comments underneath the video. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll talk to you tomorrow here on Locked on Sabres.